What's going on, brothers and sisters? This is Professor Spira. Ah, yeah. We are Mucus Free, and welcome to the Mucus Free Live Podcast, the third episode. And it is, as always, a privilege and an honor to communicate with you, to use this wonderful technology that we have for... The reason that it is meant for, in my opinion, the intent, uh, the highest level of using this kind of technology is to share information that could help one another uh, save our own lives. And in my opinion, the Mucus's Diet Healing System and the Mucus Free Lifestyle is the key to doing that, the key to really transforming this world, not just our own health, not just something where we can lose a little bit of weight or whatever, but to really transform the fabric of society. Because if if you're able to look out into the world and just say that everything is okay, the this insanity that's going out that's going on out here in this bizarre world uh, if if you're comfortable with that, then I'm sorry because things that's happening in this world that don't have to happen, and we understand the root cause. The root cause of all of this chaos and these maladies and this insanity is, in my strong opinion, uh, the a diet that is unnatural. Humans have got away from who we are, what we're supposed to be doing, what we're supposed to be eating. We've lost our reason completely, and it would follow that people who have lost their minds do crazy things. And it is the logical conclusion of a world in which humans are eating Pus and mucus forming foods without any restriction. Just pus and mucus forming foods day in, day out. And we wonder why there's brand new illnesses around every corner. Why there's so many people that are suffering, that's dying young. Folks are starting to get strokes and heart attacks even now in their 30s. We used to say it was coming down into the 40s. Brother Ayers' generation, you started seeing things in their 50s that uh, folks were dying off. It's getting younger and younger. As has been warned in some of the, these old ancient textbooks that some people claim to be so fond of, the warnings were in there saying, eat fruit, you're you're a fruit-eating be- beings. You're a fruit-eating species. And when humans start to stop eating that fruit, wouldn't you know it, that the worse they eat, the worse the world gets, the more chaos there is. The further humans get away from nature, the more chaos follows. Why is it that we cannot put that two and two together? Whether no matter what ancient text you're into or ancient mythology, whatever it is, or if you're into just studying 
various things that scientists wrote. All, from whatever angle you come in at, this information is right there. It's easily observable once you look through this filter and you give it a chance. Give it, give it a chance. Don't just throw it out and say, oh, that's, that's insane. We're what you guys are talking about, you know, fruit and there's, you know, mucus is already in the body and this all this stuff we hear every day. And again, first of all, we're talking about mucus forming foods. There's a difference between the mucus that you blow in your, out of your nose that is secreted from your lymphatic system versus something that turns into slime. If you take a piece of white bread and you submerge it in water and just let it sit there, what does it turn into? It turns into this mushy, mush, mush, nasty, mucusy nastiness. What do you do if you put some fruit, take some strawberries or grapes or something like that, submerge that in water, walk away for an hour and come back? Has that turned into slimy mucus? No. It doesn't. Mucus-free foods, no matter what you do to them, in their ripened proper state, they don't turn into slime. They don't turn into slime inside the body or outside the body. The next, we'll just go through all of these objections. So then the next thing that somebody says is, well, there's the gastric juices and all that stuff that's in the stomach. Uh, you know, that takes care of it. You can, that, that, that's so hot it can go through metal. That's what gets rid of the meat and all the dairy and all this kind of stuff. Again, these are so, such weak and infantile arguments. So if you get into the gastric acid type of conversation, then you say, yes, to a certain extent, some of those things that you're putting in that is hard for the body to digest will be uh, will be broken down the problem is not all of it and so it leaves behind a residue of slime and so we're not saying that you eat something that your body's not supposed to eat and then within two or three days you're gonna die or you're gonna be so constipated that you can't move on humans have adapted to an unnatural diet over generations and generations and generations and generations of people. So again, why we talk so much about the transition diet, because this isn't an overnight thing. All of these folks that are trying to eat fruit for the rest of their lives overnight, we are against that. And we're saying that is not what, that's not what we're about. That's not what this thing is about there's a difference in recognizing that the human species historically is coming from not only a plant-based history but a frugivorous history now people are gonna argue about that but there's there's even scientific evidence to that effect if you're into that sort of thing but the piece that we miss is there you you gotta go back you can't just because our great 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 super great ancestors were fruit eaters doesn't mean that we now that we have that information we can just do that we can just say yep 
now I know now. Do you realize that you're coming out? I mean, if I mean those of us now, I mean, we're in an era today that's just totally ridiculous. I mean, beyond the pale. But every person's stomach tells a story. That's the kind of analysis that we should be doing. That's the kind of contemplation where you want to put your head at is looking at the history of your stomach. The history of my stomach is different from yours. Everybody's stomach is a little bit different. So if there's any benefit that we can get from looking at our bloodline and now the, the, the DNA uh, kind of analysis and all of that thing is kind of uh, happening, uh, is getting more and more popular, folks are looking into that. Uh, if you are into that, the benefit of that is not just you're saying, oh, wow, that's my ancestry goes back to Africa. What's the benefit of looking at those strains? And I did do that myself. I did the, one of those DNA uh, uh, tests a while ago. And I just they're just interesting. I just look at it and there's and it's not it can't just be something that was just made up because there are some folks is in the mucus, you know, in the mucus's camp is very suspicious of any of that type of stuff. And, and there's no way for them to have known certain things that I already knew just based on study of family tree. Uh, there's things that they, they weren't just going to make that stuff up. They're the, impossible for them to do that. And they had no access to any of the, uh, of my tree information and stuff when they did that test. So, but, but essentially what I gain out of it from looking at, you know, an ancestry DNA test or just looking back at understanding, well, where is your blood coming from? You know, a lot of people say, well, they, they know to a certain extent where they're coming from. If you can get to a point now you're pinpointing, okay, what part of Africa is part of your DNA coming from or Asia or wherever, uh, the extent to which that is important and useful is so that we can understand the history of our stomach and we start to trace back. That's why some people are going to be able to move along a little faster or with less elimination along the mucus-free path than others. And some people are going to have different type of elimination. Some folks' physiology is set up in a way where they're going to have some very tough and challenging physical transformations and eliminations. Other people, it's going to be a lot of emotional stuff happening. And that's a topic we don't talk enough about is the emotional elimination and how to deal with that. I have a video where I talk about the uh, the Sedona method, which is something that I use. And it's one of those things where potentially that uh, my beliefs and approach to that topic is something I might disagree with Eric on, but it's hard to say because Eric didn't really get too deep into it. When he talks about mental health and mental illness, he is doing it, he's not really addressing some of the, the modern day kind of concerns and we they did the psychiatry and all that kind of analysis hadn't been done yet uh and 
that he's kind of getting into the faith healing and saying that it doesn't make any sense for people to just say, okay, we're, we're not going to do anything. You don't, don't worry about changing your diet. Of course, stay away from the doctors. Just pray and you will heal. The faith healing. He was essentially attacking that and the Christian scientists saying, hey, look, this, you got to change your diet. You got to fast. You got to go through a physiological transformation. That is what, uh, that, that's what we have to do. Uh, with me, bef- I had been in the Sedona method before I practiced the mucus diet, and there's other things like it. Essentially, it's a, a releasing system, a systematic process of release, and it's the release of obstruction. So I was able to take something like that and make a connection between vitality equals power minus obstruction, of which Eric brings to the table. Uh, the principle vitality equals power minus obstruction. As soon as there's too much obstruction in the picture, vitality goes down. But in the um, so-called emotional realm or emotional body or emotional world, the different theoretical frameworks that get into explaining the emotional side of the human experience, when you get to a situation where you could have a perfectly clean body and you know and be i've done my enemas and i'm clean but you haven't done any work on yourself in the realm of eliminating emotions get ready it's gonna because you're you're either (laughs) you're gonna be going through something it's not gonna feel good it's it's gonna be rough Uh, and so what i tried to do is apply principles of the mucus diet healing system in terms of transition the kind of the transitional elimination approach not only to the physical body but also to the emotional and when i analyzed what this process that i was doing was it very much it was in line with sort of the the under <clears throat> the underlying principle of psychoanalytic therapy which is or talk therapy or whatever you want to call it where people are essentially being taken through a process of looking back and identifying certain pain points within themselves and working through things and having a guide and in, the, in this type of case the psychologist but people have also used this same type of methodology with close friends or family or a some kind of religious figure that's in their life uh, some kind of guide so this isn't something that freud invented in in that sense it's something that is a human process but it's a process of the removal of emotional uh, obstruction vitality equals power minus obstruction applies to the physical but also applies to the emotional whatever you want to call that realm of the human experience and what you find as you go further on the mucus diet healing system is as you start to fast and as you get to a point where you really are eliminating a lot of waste these old emotions start to come up all this old stuff that's just been suppressed that's just and residue of old things start to build up just like with the food just you know you so if you're having bread every day for years and years again you're not gonna 
die right away. It's the it's the buildup of the residue over years and years and years until you get to a point where the inflammation is in at such a level where now we're going to give it a name and call it diagnose it with something or call it something and that becomes the problem. But it didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen just because you ate something. You had a cheat day. I don't like that concept, but you know that you had it. No, like this. It's not that deep. Uh, the deepness comes from this over time. Same thing happens emotionally. And you go through things when you're young to just your whole life. You know, we're going through different things. If we don't know how to let go and we're holding on to stuff. I mean, that's very toxic. But again, that's the same principle. When folks hold on to stuff and they and they have, you know, they want to you know, have vengeance over somebody that hurt them and all this kind of stuff. And they're holding on to this kind of stuff. That's where, again, back to the ancient text where there's different principles that people say, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you and to uh, uh and to forgive all of those principles you're not forgiving for the benefit of somebody else but for you the forgiveness process in this context is about letting go removal of obstruction because when you're holding on to this to this hatred into this this angst and this whatever it is that doesn't hurt the other person that whatever or entity or whatever it is, if it's a group of people or whatever, that don't hurt them. That, that doesn't affect them at all. It hurts you because that's this toxicity that you're hanging on to. And once you let go of that and, you know, say pure of heart and body, mind and spirit, there's all these different little cliches, you know, we're, we're in cliche territory, but, but there's, uh, uh, a thread of truth that goes through a lot of that stuff is just a lot of times folks aren't connecting with the the well they're not connecting with the vitality equals power minus obstruction aspect of it and that changes the game when you start to understand that that's really what is going to change the game in cons- uh, 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 regarding the uh, uh, just elimination regarding toxicity. We got to let go of the toxicity. We got to let uh, toxicity on all levels. Toxicity, letting go of toxic relationships, toxic people in your life, toxic environments. And I find that the transition diet makes this happen automatically, where it's not something where you have to force yourself to do something right like you're gonna uh, put yourself in some kind of penitentiary where you you have to like you want to go to the club or you want to go to the bar and let loose but you're you're trying to be a good little boy or girl and you're not going to do it it's it's not like that the transformation happens fundamentally to where you don't want that to be in that kind of environment anymore. You don't have to, it's not, you don't have to force yourself to not go into something. You don't feel like being in certain environments or being around certain type of people. And you want to be around other people and in different environments. So this, because then people will say something like, oh, well now you're just going to lock yourself away and you're not, 
you're not in the world anymore. You're putting yourself in nah, That's not what I'm talking about. A lot of the work that we have to do is if we do want to have environments and social gatherings and situations where that, that's in line with us and our values and our physiology, then we have to create them. We can't wait for other people to create what we need to make for ourselves. And so with that said, I want to talk a little bit about Arid Day celebration. It's going to be July 27th and 28th in Columbus, Ohio at the Whetstone Park of Roses. And we have been running a fundraiser to be able to really do what we want to do with the Arid Day uh, celebration. And I just got word from an anonymous benefactor that for anybody that donates from here on out, uh, he will double whatever it is. Uh, well, he, he or she will, <laughs> will double uh, whatever, whatever is donated. So if you donate $50, then they will add another, they'll do 100 you give 100 they'll give 200 and so uh so from right now there's links down below if you want to help us out there's uh there's a whole list of different gifts that we will give you uh for different packages if you've been wanting to work with me or brother air in a one-on-one consultation or coaching situation this is your chance because we haven't made that available for the past year but there is that option under one of uh, a couple of the gifts have that option there's also an option where i'll do a four-week menu plan for you and so uh, just follow that link take a look and uh uh, and okay (laughs) i'm looking at the at the chat but uh uh, so take a look and uh, we just really need your help you know we want to put on an event that's a world-class event because professor arnold Eric. I mean, if anybody deserves to have a day and a celebration in their honor, uh, Professor Arnold Eric does. And of course, his birthday is where it's right near his birthday. So one, one of these days, I'm going to do a video and then write something up about his actual birthday. There's some discrepancies about when Prof- Professor Arnold Eric was actually born. And I found some documents that sort of prove one way or the other if you go out there and do some research you'll see that there's two different dates that people say that when Eric was born uh, we found that one of those dates is correct and there's a reason why there's an explanation so I won't get into all that at this moment but suffice it to say we could really use your help and for all of those that have already donated I thank you so much uh, the, and it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. And, and also next week, I will be making the, uh, the early bird tickets available. So if you know you want to make it down here, we got a lot of folks that are flying in and driving in. And, of course, there's people that are local that, uh, that are going to participate in the event. Uh, come, uh, you know, de- definitely sign up down there for that because that way you will, uh, there's going to be a limited number of tickets that will be at that price point. So, uh, so here's our GoFundMe. We, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're asking for a lot, but 
it's yeah you know, at the down here I have a breakdown of the budget and when you follow the link you can kind of read through all this I won't go through everything here's a picture some collage of images from last year's event which of course we did uh, on a shoestring budget this is in my backyard and a lot of most of the speakers were all folks that were within 100 miles and uh, we just had a good old time a nice gathering of folks had some talks and uh, it was a, a lot of fun and so this year we are going to the whetstone park of roses and this is uh uh, if you're able to see the picture, it's not real close. But, yeah, this is at the shelter house we're going to be in. And it's on a beautiful, beautiful garden. There's a huge rose garden, and they got trees and all kinds of interesting things down. Well, of course, they have trees, but they have interesting trees, <laughs> not just old trees. And so, uh, yeah, so I will let you go through all this. Let me get down. Of course, we got live music. We are going to have some programs for young people, so you can bring your kids, bring your children, and that's going to be taken care of this year. Uh, so, and here are all of the different uh, gifts that you would receive in, uh, in, a, you know, in appreciation for your donation. And uh, so I'm not going to go through all of those at this particular moment, but uh, please donate whatever you can even if it's just five dollars ten dollars if you're able to do more uh do more we are going to really do the best we can to honor the legacy of professor arnold Eric. so next one thing that i wanted to talk about which is kind of uh, kind of a rant i guess a little bit just a lot of people probably don't care about it uh folks in our community will but in the world uh there it's not even something that most people probably even noticed happen but talking about stores and one store in particular so kroger in the united states the uh, kroger's is one of the largest uh, chains of supermarkets and it was you know, I have an interest, you know, when you get into the Mucus's diet and you're really getting into finding food, uh, you, know, we, you know, forage for, it's, it's like modern day foraging for food once you get into the Mucus's diet because you're no longer just going to the restaurants or the fast food joints or that kind of stuff. You have to try to, you're trying to find the best produce and food that you can and you start to have this almost, I don't know, for me, I'll just speak for myself, kind of like this uh, emotional, when I think back about those early days and early years of just getting into Mucus's diet and this the relationship I started to develop with the supermarket. Uh, and I'd go down and there was this kind of rinky-dink Kroger's that has since been torn down and they built a brand new huge one in the space where it was. But when I got in the Mucus's Diet, the main Kroger's that I went to, they they didn't have any na very little natural food. There was really no organic. They had maybe one shelf that had a few very nasty looking pieces of organic fruits and vegetables. So when I started the Mucus of Diet Healing System, I did not start it with organic fruits and vegetables. I used the conventional because there was no organic. 
And I say that only because there's some people that are obsessed and there's certain things that you don't want to get caught in that rut. Uh, these little obsessions where folks are getting, you know, where uh, I won't, I just refuse to eat it. It's if it's not pure, it's not such and such. And the mentality that some people even have is say, okay, well, you might as well just eat meat because our vegetables and fruit are so filthy and they're all hybridized and GMO'd and all this kind of stuff. And so you just might as well eat meat. What kind of logic is that? That makes no sense. That's stupid. And, and people say that all the time. It, it's, it's just dumb. But you, you can survive uh, for a period of time. Now, as my physiology changed and I got more, uh, a, a little bit more sensitive, then I had my body kind of forced me to go in the direction of using almost all organic uh, fruits and vegetables that I can find because I started to feel negative symptoms as a result of the, uh, but this was years. I mean, we're talking 10 years into practicing the mucus's diet when in my body is starting to get that sensitive to where, uh, I'm like, oh man, you know, I can't deal with these things like I used to be able to, but whenever possible, I always recommend organic fruits and vegetables. I recommend going to your local, uh, 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 you know, farm farms you get have some uh, develop some relationships with some local farmers farmers markets all of that stuff is optimal and that's what you want to go in the direction of you know I've had different points in the history of practicing the diet where I did where I never missed the farmers market you know every week I was at the farmers market but the problem was the, the that farmers market half of the people that were selling things were buying them from the same place that, that I could go and just get a crate of stuff. Uh, but the, the farmer's markets up here in Columbus are a little better where I'm at now in Columbus, Ohio. But ultimately you, you just do the best that you can do. And, and that's it. But as far as stores go, so Kroger's was the main store that I went to. There was a couple other ones, but Kroger was one. Now, there was one Kroger, so this was around 2002, so there was one, one Kroger that was closest, didn't have a natural food section, but another Kroger's did, and so this is uh, an image of Kroger, the old natural food section, so my rant is basically that the Kroger's are getting rid of natural foods sections or organic sections, so these sections had nothing but organic stuff now a lot of it was the vegan processed type of food and that kind of stuff but i was using that stuff in the early part of my transition you know i don't use that stuff now but in the early days of the transition uh some of my meals would resemble a meal of 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 a vegan or or whatever vegetarian or whatever term you want to use I didn't think about it like that because I'm about to transition in the transition diet. And so I net when I ate those kinds of things, I never planned on eating them for the rest of my life. And I would always go periods of time when I didn't eat those things. But in the early days, there's no shame in my game. I was into things like the uh, there was this nature burger 
stuff that's hard to find now. They say the one other thing was as soon as I got I got into something, oftentimes Kroger would stop selling it, and I'd have to go somewhere else to get it. Uh, and so I, they used to sell this this stuff called Nature Burger, and I'd be I'd get it. There uh, other stuff I was into. His brother Air talked last week. He did he used beans a lot early days of his transition. I also used beans. I used 100% wheat spaghetti. Uh, would make these big gourmet tomato sauces and then and put out make all these vegetables and put it with it and of course the salad so an average meal for me in the early days of my mucus diet transition might be i say average vegetable meal might be a big salad and i was using the store-bought vinegar free dressing at the time because again transition you know, so some people that have been on this path longer, they would look at that and kind of turn their nose up and be like, like, oh, no, that's you're you're buying. You know, there's there's chemicals and stuff in there. It, this is about survival and transition. And you got to for folks. Sometimes I think people that have been on the path for a while forget what it's like to come from where yesterday you just ate at Kentucky Fried Chicken, two days ago you just had Burger King, now you've all of a sudden read the Mucus' Diet Healing System, or you're around people that are talking about, you know, raw is law, or fruit, you know, we're fruit eaters and all this kind of stuff. We got people doing 40-day water fast and things, and that it's creating a situation where many people are failing because they are not being supported and encouraged to do the transition that is needed for them. I would have never survived and been successful if I would have done things the, the way a lot of people do it. A lot of folks that are getting introduced into the raw foodism or to the high fruit kind of thing. The background that I had, if I didn't go through the 100% wheat spaghetti phases and the uh, all, all the other stuff that I ate and uh, even the soy burger, you know, I, I didn't do a whole lot of that, but I got into some of those soy products, I, but I was always conscientious about elimination. And so I could tell there and it would be it would depending on the brand, the stuff would eliminate different. So I could eat one one brand of soy burger again. I'm never eating it by itself. I always have a big raw salad for years. For the past 16 years, I've never had a 100% cooked meal, vegetable meal. Uh, I mean, that, that was one principle that I held on to from the mucus's diet. You're going to have to eat mucus-forming stuff. But when you do, always have a big raw salad some kind of broom salad or whatever it is that's going to help it eliminate and so i guess i was in the middle of telling you what i would have ate back in those that first year of the transition so 100 so the big salad then 100 percent wheat spaghetti but i'd also make onion saute and then in that saute steam some uh, cabbage and broccoli and season it up real nice. And then I'd combine those steamed vegetables on top of the 100% wheat spaghetti. And I'd make this, these, I just got into making these tomato sauces. That was just, just incredible. I, I, that tomato sauce thing was my thing. That was my thing. 
so I make, and I know some people say, well, tomatoes, that's very acidic. And uh, I was like, it wasn't leaving behind slime and it was helping me transition. And so I was using it. Uh, and so I'd have that and just, so I, I'd always eat salad first. So I'd eat maybe 25%, 30% of the raw salad before I started eating the cooked stuff. So eat the, so I get into the salad. Then after I ate about 30% of that salad, now I'm going to start digging into, even before I get to the 100% wheat spaghetti, I'm, I start eating a few bites of the cooked vegetables with the sauce on it. And so I, I'm getting, and I'm combining that with the salad and eating, you know, so, I'm, so it's kind of half, half raw salad, half of the, the, the cooked steamed mucus-free vegetables. And then... I start getting into the 100% wheat spaghetti that's up under there, and then I kind of eat it all at one time. And when I come out of that, I'm not hungry. I'm not uh, wasting away, you know. And <laughs> some people, uh, I get that all the time. Where uh, and, and more and more, or questions that people are asking, well, how you know how do I put on weight on these diets and that kind of stuff? And all I can say is just do practice the transition diet, you know, don't try to, you know, you know, don't try to feel pressured to do these fasts Cause that's what people are getting into these long fasts or they're eating, uh, you know, the, the old, there was that old 30 bananas a day thing, which that was not where it was at at all. Uh, but just eating, trying to do these fruit fasts, all this kind of stuff instead of just deal with this process. So eat like that. And then on top of that, sometimes I would have, uh, as Eric talked about the 100% wheat uh, or the 100% wheat toast, and so I would have toast. And in the early days, I actually did use uh, soy butter. Now I don't recommend that these days uh, to anybody, but I'll be honest, I used it. It helped me because it, it was really just like the salty, you know, that salty taste. It did kind of taste like regular butter, but it was dairy free. But I was putting that on the uh, on the toast. <clears throat> And these, so these were big meals that that did eliminate for for a long time, eliminated very well, because coming from where I was coming from, even something mucus forming, like the 100% wheat spaghetti, it was it was the fiber of it was bringing it through, bringing it through. Years later, I had to stop using the 100% wheat spaghetti because it wasn't having that effect anymore. It, now it was starting to turn into slime in my system. It wasn't, it wasn't coming through like that anymore. And so I transitioned off of it. Plus, I was able to transition away from the 100% wheat spaghetti to a point where I didn't even want it anymore. I was totally satiated with the, with the vegetables, with the, uh, with the cooked vegetables. And so... Uh, uh, let's see. So, yeah. So basically back, back to Kroger. And so I say all this because it was convenient. I could, I knew where all of my stuff was, whether I was getting the store bought a hundred percent nut butter in a jar or which, you know, I'd use from time to time for different things. The, the salad dressing stuff, the vinegar free salad dressing that I would get the nature burger kind of stuff. I used to be into some it's kind of this uh, 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 a chili, vegetarian or vegan chili. Uh, all this stuff that I would get would all be in this natural food section. So it was very 
easy. I would basically just go to two places when I go into the store. I go to the produce section, get all my vegetables and fruit. Then I and then right next to it was uh, pretty close was usually the, the natural food section. Go to the natural food section, get whatever it was. Again, early on in the transition, I got into the to the cereal kind of stuff. I was dealing with the cereal and soy milk really only for I would say within the first year of my transition. I didn't that wasn't something that I did for years and years. That was a very short period of time, but it helped me get off of meat. But I was getting all that kind of stuff there. And so this was 2002 and they had it was they had it all lined up. Then it had its own little uh, refrigerated section for all of the organic natural foods. What Kroger's is doing now in all, at least where I'm living, all of the different Kroger's have basically liquidated, gotten rid of their natural food sections, and they've put all of that food throughout the store. So now for those of us that used to just quickly go and say, okay, we go to the produce, we go to the natural foods and we can leave. Now they got us running around the entire store finding the couple things that we used to be able to get very conveniently in one place. Now, like I said, there's not going to be a whole lot of people maybe that's sympathetic to this, but this is very frustrating for me when I noticed that they were doing this. And I'm not even, and I don't even get that much stuff in that section anymore. Most everything I get is in the uh, produce section, but there's still a few things that I'll pick up in the natural food section and now I have to run around the store trying to trying to find these things. It's just very, very frustrating. But that brings up a, the frustration of and the kinds of things that that we deal with with the mucus's diet, which is we it, 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 it. So when I go out to the store these days, I don't go to one store. I source from different items from different stores and so i might go to three or four different stores to get the things that i want so right now there's this international market that had that's where i get all my uh, my thai coconuts and uh, a few other things they have good mangoes over there there's an international market which i just it's been there a long time but i just started going there i just sort of discovered them and there's, there's a we have a few international markets where, near where I'm living and, and they have uh, they don't have everything that I want or that I would really need. But they have things that nobody else has. That's a lot better uh, the, there getting it there. And so I'll go over there. I might get a case of the Thai coconuts and some mangoes and a few couple couple other little things there. They actually have oranges, juicing oranges there bags of juicing oranges so i get those which nobody else around here i can't find anybody else selling juicing oranges for some reason so i get it there then after going there i might drive up to kroger and and i'll get my uh vegetables and i do get a lot of my my organic produce from from kroger's because uh, they, they've upped their game and one of these articles up here talked about first there's an article from 2000 15 that was talking about that they in 2015 Kroger's annual sales uh or, or what the 10 percent of their annual sales was uh uh due to like the organic stuff and and all the organic things that were 
that were starting to get popular back then. And years ago, I had predicted that it's going in this direction. And these kind of folks, you know, they don't want to lose people. So they're going to try to deal with whatever's happening in the market. And so uh, there's this other uh, article that is where I found that natural food image, which is uh, just talking about basically how much money that they're making on organic type of sales and organic foods and, and that whole that whole thing. And so. It, it it's something I knew that was going to get just more progressively get bigger and bigger because also they want to try to keep people from going all the way to fruits and vegetables and to because they still want people to buy the processed cheaply created crap and so they're going to do what they can to uh, to to keep that to to keep that happening but. That is, uh, back to talking about going to all the different stores, that is part of the, the lifestyle. And I've done it for years where I, ca- I can't just go to one store and get everything that I want. Now, ever, people are different. Other, some folks might be able to get everything they want at one store. Or they don't feel like going somewhere else or something. But I want what I want. And so if I have to go to the international market, go to then the Kroger's, I stop by Whole Foods, I might go to Whole Foods and get one thing or two things there. Uh, and then Trader Joe's or something, you know, all these different, I mean, there's times where I've gone to four or five different stores in one, you know, at one time because I'm just trying to get all the things that I want that should be, there should be a store that has all of these things in one place. But for some reason that hasn't happened. And so then that's not going to happen until we do something like that. But that is uh, I'm saying this story just so if you can relate to it, you know that you're not alone in that type of store thing, because because that's another thing. Yet another thing that people will make fun of or family members will talk about, like, why are you going to so many stores? Why do you you go to you go to store all the time? Why are you going to store all the time? Well, I want fresh fruits and vegetables. So if I want, there's certain things that, there's certain things I can buy in bulk, uh, but there's some stuff I got to buy every couple days because the, all the lettuce and all that kind of stuff, that doesn't last super long, especially getting organic. And so I will regularly you know, go to the store, but sometimes I'll, other strategies over the years I've done would be I'd be able to get certain things in cases, go down to the wholesaler. And I haven't done that in a while. I kind of got out of the wholesale game, uh, uh, the consistent wholesale game a little while ago. P- probably when, when I started really doing mostly organic fruits and vegetables, uh, is it was just co- it cost too much to go and get a case of organic stuff back then, at least. You, you'd something that used to just cost $30 now is like $70, $80 for organic version of it. Now I'm just like, ah, I think I'll just go to the store and see what I can get. But one thing that I want to do a little bit later if is I'm, I've got a number down there, so I'm going to open up the phone line. So this is just an experiment to see what happens. And so I'm not I'm not going to take the call quite yet. I'll tell you when. But if you want to write this number down, 
800-826-8631. I'm going to uh, open up the phone lines in a, in a moment, just like any other radio show, and you call in and uh, we can have a brief discussion about something. Uh, I'd love to hear any stories of what you do when you are shopping, some of your uh, shopping uh, 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 practices and how and how you deal with that, how you navigate and deal with the uh, the shopping situation. So uh, next, I want to bring on a uh, a dear friend of mine that uh, uh, by the name of Doc Dockery, <clears throat> and he is an award winning journalist. And that does a show for us called Bizarro World Headline News. And uh, so we're going to bring him on here momentarily. Let me get, get everything ready here. And uh, so Doc, he used to do this for our old radio show. Uh, he would do uh, these, he would just find great penetrating journalistic stories and share them with the audience. And so we are going to go on ahead now and uh, bring Doc Dockery on. And uh, this is Bizarre World Headline News. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Doc Dockery, and you are listening to Bizarre World Headline News. Louisiana cops don't call us to complain about Taco Bell. Here's a story you almost can't make up. Someone called police in Slidell, Louisiana, that's just outside New Orleans, to report a Taco Bell ran out of both hard and soft shell tacos. Can you believe it? Definitely nacho problem. <laughs> One citizen told the police in Slidell after the report of a taco shell shortage. A Taco Bell without taco shells might seem criminal. And a Taco Bell in Slidell ran out of hard and soft taco shells, and one irate customer reported the gross miscarriage of justice to the police. In a Facebook post on Monday, the Slidell Police Department agreed that the lack of taco shells was truly a travesty, but the offense wasn't under their jurisdiction. A motorist tries to pass off obviously fake license plate as legit. Now take a look at this. Now, this would have fooled me personally. I think that looks, I, I, it's an uncanny resemblance to a real license plate, but the Ventura County Sheriff's Department suspected that the 1960s-style yellow-on-black plate was fake because it had wobbly letters and numbers, and it read uh, Califas instead of California. A big rig truck driver has been arrested in light of this interesting license plating. The driver was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence of drugs, possessing methamphetamines, being an unlicensed driver, and having an active arrest warrant. But, you know, get, give, cut the guy a little slack. He's, he's being creative. And finally, a man sentenced to jail after attacking McDonald's worker over a straw. A man who was caught on video attacking a McDonald's worker over a straw has been sentenced to jail. The
The Tampa Bay Times reported that Daniel Willis Taylor, 40 years old, was sentenced to 60 days in jail and credited with 58 days after he pleaded no contest to two counts of battery. The attack happened at a McDonald's in St. Petersburg, Florida on New Year's Eve of 2018. Yasmin James was behind the counter when police and Taylor forcibly grabbed her and pulled her up onto the counter. And this was all because they didn't have any straws left. You could say that it was the last straw. <laughs> Let's take a look at some of this viral video footage to see now we, uh, this is... Uh, uh, reminiscent of an MMA fight, McDonald's fight, and uh, and we see that this this young man didn't didn't stand a chance over uh, this this young woman who just beat the gosh darn poop right out of this person. But yeah, that but th this is this is just another day. Just another day at McDoodles. McDo McDoodle Mc McDoodoo. McDoodle McDoodly doo 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 doo. McDonald's. So yeah. So that is what's going on in Bizarro World today. So I want to thank you for tuning in. And before you go, here's one last thing. Bizarro World Headline News is brought to you by Doc Dockery's 23 and a half day master meat and raw pig's blood cleanse. It's a way to recharge, rejuvenate, and renew the body. Anybody can benefit from the master meat and raw pig's blood cleanse. It's a way to jumpstart your body for a more active, healthy, and natural life. There's no vacuum or mop needed for this little housekeeping ritual. It means eating as much protein-rich raw meat as you like and drinking at least two liters of fresh pig's blood per day. It's so easy and so tasty. But what about children? I hear some of you mothers saying, Mother, please! Children and even babies can follow this magical cleanse. The Wizard of Dr. Oz gave Doc Dockery's 23 and a half day master meat and raw pig's blood cleanse two and a half thumbs up. Friends, you'll flip over this cleanse. Doc Dockery's 23 and a half day master meat and raw pig's blood cleanse may increase suicidal thoughts or actions in some children, teenagers, or young adults within the first few days of treatment. Depression and other serious mental illnesses are the most important causes of suicidal thoughts or actions. Male patients drinking raw pig's blood have often experienced erectile dysfunction. If an erection lasts more than three hours, you're doing it wrong, and you are encouraged to talk to your doctor. Pig blood is not approved for the treatment of vegan babies. So what are you waiting for? Brother, get out of that Benz. Sister, put in your contact lens because friends, you'll flip over this cleanse. All right, brothers and sisters, we are back and hopefully that was an enlightening few stories there by just the, the great journalist just a fascinating journalist uh, mine doc dockery wanted to say hi to everybody in the chat what's going on brothers and sisters 
And uh, let's see, now I said that I would a answer questions if you had any questions. So we'll we'll go through here and see what what's going on. So Heather asked, which ancient text uh, are you referring to? <clears throat> this was earlier on, way earlier on. I was talking about the ancient text. I mean, a lot of ancient text, uh, you know, the from the Bible, the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, the uh, the various dialogues and text of, of, of Buddha uh, is all these different texts. Then you go back even further into the Egyptian mystery system and the Egyptian mythology. Uh, all of these principles are in there. So you start to go through and study this stuff. Once you have this mucus's diet healing system information at your disposal, you start to put things together you can see like okay you, you just you're looking at it in a different way and uh and and sometime i'll get into some detailed examples of what i'm talking about because uh just on the top of my mind the obvious one that everybody refers to is genesis 129 when god told humans that you are fruit eaters eat of the fruit of the garden uh, and, <clears throat> but that's one example of many. So, uh, I, mean, I might make a whole, yeah, that's really like a whole series of videos just going through a lot of these different stories, but even my, I mean, it's not modern, but ancient texts from a different era, you can go into Plato, uh, Plato's Republic where Socrates is having a discussion and they are envisioning, <clears throat> you know, Plato's Republic is one of the most influential philosophical documents for the Western world. And many societies have been modeled after the writings of Plato's, you know, his, his rememberings of Socrates, or at least Socrates being a character in his writings. And there is a part in there where they're they're basically just going back and forth they're imagining a society or a republic uh, that could function and would work and would be rational and at one point the guy that socrates is talking to is saying well you know what we want to have people all the food that people can eat and he starts listing all this food then socrates is like well yeah we could do that instead of having a meager diet. We could have all that. But if we have all that, then we're going to also have to have more doctors and so on and so forth. There was a logic even in something like that, Plato's Republic. So there's so many different things that you can look at. The key is looking at it through the lens of this information through the lens of the mucus diet healing system and these things open up i mean it's one of the really the fascinating and incredibly enjoyable aspects about going down this path is because when you you go back to things that you read years ago and it's you're a brand new person so it's like reading a brand new book or watching old documentaries that might have uh, touched you in some way in the past and you go back into those things and you're seeing things total different totally different and so i definitely encourage folks to get into that study uh studying things like uh, uh joseph campbell uh just that understanding the uh, uh world religion there's a, a book that i read years ago I, ha I have a copy of it back there called visions of paradise by heinberg 
And what I like about that is there's this, he examines universal myths that go from, that aren't just in one group of people or one ancient society, but that all ancient societies have. There are flooding myths that go all all kinds of different people from how, how would Native Americans and Native people in Australia and people in India, how could they have a similar origin story? You know, and you, you start to trace that kind of stuff, the actual history, the lineage uh, of these uh, of these stories, of these texts. And I, I something that I very much encourage you to do, especially taking into consideration mucus diet healing system the so-called fall of humans when humans fell from grace when humans got away from nature that is the great fall that led to the great flood that led to the modern day sodoms of which we are a part to this day the debauchery the 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 gluttony it's all been written about by people that had a, a clear sense of of basically logically look being being able to logically see where things are going. I mean, sometimes I say things that people don't think that, that people laugh about all the time. If I'll make a prediction about something. People are starting to listen to me. But a lot of things I talked about years ago that I said would happen have happened. But back when I first said it, people just was like, oh, shut up. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, making fun of me. And I'm like, and, and it's not that, you know, it's not that, oh, I'm some kind of special or, or the other people that do it. Like, ah, oh, there's this vision. Like, no, it's just learn how to think. Learn how to think logically. Anybody can do it. Once you and, and your answers are going to be a little different because of you had different experience and different information different intel but the the process of logically thinking through phenomenon is going to be uh is going to be the same regardless susan says love this thank you well thank you susan thank you for tuning in uh who else is watching while eating a raw vegan meal avocado and tomato sushi rolls all right then then uh, G says, another live stream. Yay, I'm eating a killer salad while listening. You'd be jealous. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, J, uh, JD Vibes. At Mr. Davis, I presume. Great talk, Brother Spiro. I thank you for tuning in most definitely. And uh, let's see. DMM says, I saw you and Brother Air do busking. I was so inspired that I did the same but I was stopped three times by the police here in Europe. Oh, man. Uh, do you ever have issues with police when playing on the street? So it's one of the things that comes with the territory a little bit. But you find places to go where, where it's not a problem. There's certain times of day. There's certain places. But, of course, it depends also on what city you're in. So Brother Air being down in Cincinnati performing he he gets hassled by the police more than i do or i'm a hundred miles away in columbus ohio and columbus is a much more progressive place i i guess uh when it comes to that where police will actually come by and give me money if i'm playing on the street they'll i've had police come by they're walking over and i'm kind of like uh oh here we go and they 
take a dollar out and put it in and kind of shake their head, nod affirmatively and then walk off. I'm like, wow, this is definitely not Cincinnati. So, but playing on the street, it's one of those challenges. You might want to look into if there's any local ordinances. Uh, what I used to do when I was in Cincinnati, I printed out the ordinance. There, there was a street music ordinance or at least uh, a noise ordinance that was related to or, and applied to street musicians and street performing. So I printed that out. And one time when I was hassled by a police person uh, that was saying, hey, you can't do this. I, I, took, I, I said, well, do you do you know the ordinance? And they said, well, no, you can't be here. You can't do this. And so I got my copy of the ordinance out of my pocket and I started reading it to him. And, and this was, I think this was a uh, woman police officer. And she just kind of stood down. She's just kind of looking at me like, uh, uh, well, okay. And, and then just got mad and kind of walked away. So that's one thing is if you're depending on your local jurisdiction, look into that. Because sometimes you, there's some places where you need a pass. If you're up in Chicago, these days you have to have a license. You know, me and Brother Aaron went up to Chicago and performed before, and we had to pay. I don't know what it is now, but back then, you know, you pay 50, 60 bucks. Now I think it's up to 100, 200, whatever. But you pay that, and you get a badge, and then when you're playing, you, you have that badge on, and they won't, uh, you know, and, and you are allowed to do that it's like having a permit to do it and so uh but yeah but i'll say don't don't give up keep on you know kind of figure it out do a little research and you know keep keep taking that music out there if you can you know to the street and of course i don't want you to get in trouble uh if you're in a jurisdiction that just totally forbids it but i know there's definitely places all throughout europe that allow it because i see videos online all the time of you know, street performers and musicians in all different cities uh, in Europe and all different kind of places. So I think it just depends uh, oftentimes of uh, where you are located. Let's see. Uh, let's get down here. Uh, Peter asks, uh, how does a type 1 diabetic become mucusless, mucus-free? Please and thank you. So, you know, I avoid trying to get into specific you know, as we call you know disease as a bad word for us we don't really deal with the uh, diagnosis in that kind of way but if there is you know, sugar metabolism issues I had there's one gentleman that that I've worked with that uh, and you can pr if you look up maybe mucus mucus's diet you might even work, look up mucus's diet and diabetes or something and it might come up but the, uh, there was a, a testimonial of someone that had transitioned and worked with me to slowly transition and they were able to fix what I would call sugar metabolism issues that cause all of these kind of symptoms so the approach from the mucosis diet healing system is dealing with symptoms and transitioning accordingly looking at symptoms looking at the history of your eating habits your stomach so if you have symptoms where you eat a certain type of food and you have lightheadedness or uh, or very fatigued or there's various issues we have to identify that and look at things from the perspective of the symptom and based on what the symptom is we will start to uh, prescribe a particular transitional approach or methodology. 
Uh, so, but all I can say at this time in, in a public forum uh, is that there, have, there are people that have found great benefit from getting on the transition diet ta- uh, from all kinds of ailments, you know, including what you mentioned. And so, but it's, but I always recommend transition. I, there are instances where folks have benefited from what they call like more low glycemic fruit. You know, that's a term you don't hear me use a lot, but, uh, but that for folks that have, you know, because I deal a little different when I'm working with someone one on one that has a very, you know, some kind of chronic issue or illness. You know, I pull out all the stops. We're going to get into the detox type of, you know, there's some of some of these methodologies that other people are into. I just I try to always put it within the context of uh uh, of of lifestyle because without transitional lifestyle you know you can do an aggressive some kind of aggressive protocol you can kind of do a dr morris protocol or whoever all these different protocols that are out there but if you don't permanently make changes to your lifestyle and have something to go back to that's sustainable. That's the other thing with the mucus's diet is it's way more sustainable than a lot of these other things that people are trying to promote that are the, the hardcore kind of detox protocols. But in any event, I would say, uh, you know, get, get into your studying. If you need to work with somebody, which I always recommend for folks that have you know, serious issues, it's best to have you know some kind of one-on-one discussion with uh, with someone that knows what they're talking about in that area, and uh, just to get that perspective and to get a plan together. And of course, there's as I mentioned earlier, if you wanted to work with me or Brother Air, we haven't been available over the past year. But right now, for the Eric Day celebration, if you meet the uh, the level of of a certain gift amount, uh, then one of the uh, one of the gifts in return is to have a, a one-on-one session with us. But uh, but overall, I would say you know keep keep studying, keep getting in into it, and uh, like I said, I don't I don't, don't want to say something that that uh, you know, get get folks in trouble over here uh, because over you know and I don't know where you're located, but there's all kinds of you know where there's a lot of stuff where we really can't talk openly. The, uh, and freely about certain type of disease issues and stuff. So I don't even get into it. There's some YouTubers that, you know, they, they'll make videos. It's like the cure to cancer, the cure to all this. I just, for us, disease terminology is is unnecessary. It's like bad words. That's like cuss words for us. It's just it, because they're, they're, they, they hold you back. as somebody telling you that you have something and and their solution is i mean there's any any number of solutions that are to treat and not to heal and so we're interested in in healing so hopefully uh, hopefully that's helpful for you and uh so let's look at the chat again there's doug what's going on doug let's see uh edna hey what's going on edna jb says i've been eating all fruit, and it seems my nails and hair are not as healthy as when I was eating chickpeas, lentils, rice, etc. Do I need more of a certain raw food or fruit, or is this part of detox? So, 
if you're coming from our perspective, again, mucus is diet healing system. We're not hardcore raw foodists or hardcore fruit. You know, we don't recommend that. And I got articles. Uh, if you look up one article uh, called The Art of Transition, uh, a response to Stanley Bass, he had read some of Eret's works and was inspired by this idea of humans being fruit eaters. And then he, he got into eating nothing but fruit and he started losing his teeth and his hair was falling out and he, and he was blaming Eret. But that was totally misfounded because Eret always recommends transition. There's three lessons, huge part of the book that deals with transition dieting. And so things that you mentioned there are, can be part of a transition. And so if you are, if you are just, you know, eating nothing but fruit for a long period of time and you're noticing these things, yeah, it's, it's, it's a detox reaction, uh, to a certain extent, but it's also showing you there, there's a, a toxicity level that you're not going to be able to handle by just eating nothing but fruit. And that goes against, I know some of the people in the fruit community, uh, that are saying, you know, just eat nothing but fruit, peace and love, fruit and love. Uh, I disagree with that. I'm about transition and love. Uh, and so I'd get a copy of the Mucus's Diet Healing System book. You know, we have an annotated version of it. You can get a whole bundle of book, of our books. Link is in the description. But either way, you want to you want to transition. And so a, a transition might look like maybe you go two days if you're on, on all fruit. So just this is just an example that I'm just bringing out of, out of wherever, out of my head, because I've done all these things. So maybe for two days, eat all fruit. But the type of fruit also matters. Are we talking bananas? Are we talking apples? Are we talking watermelon, grapes? Each one of these things is going to be a total different experience. You know, watermelon, mono fasting period, is different from a grape fasting period. It's different from living on bananas. It's different from eating nothing but apples for days. And I've done all the all those different variations. So an intelligent practitioner of the mucus's diet and on this path goes experiments with these different approaches and understands that they they all become tools that you can use at different times depending on what you're going through. And so eating nothing but watermelon for a day or two, that's a tool. It's a different tool from eating nothing but oranges for a day or drinking nothing but orange juice for a period of time. So these are all tools. So I'm just saying that to not, don't make the mistake of putting that, uh, these things under one umbrella that's saying, well, I'm eating nothing but fruit. Yeah, but what type of fruit? Because depending on, there's some people that say that, well, I'm eating nothing but fruit, but they're eating, you know, avocado mono meals. I mean, that's a whole, whole different type of thing. So that's just, just to give that little bit of insight to that. But I would say back it on up. If you want to do a day or two on nothing but fruit or a day or two on liquids, but then again, what type of liquid are we talking about? Are we talking about fruit juice, orange juice, grape juice? pineapple juice, orange juice, are we talking about green drinks, you know, lemon ginger blast? What are we talking about? Are we talking about the vegetable broth that Eret recommends using for extended fasts that raw foodists would 
would put their nose up at. You know, what type of liquid are we talking about? So, th- so the, this, is, this is what we get into. This is the nuance that I yet to really hear a lot of people get into. I hear people get into this type of analysis with herbs. And I get in and I maybe hear it with that, that, that like talking about those kinds of this type of topic, you know, in such a way where you really understand that there's there's nuances here. It's not just all liquid, liquid vacation. What type of liquid? Depending on what type of liquid is going to totally change the trajectory of whatever it is you're doing. And again, the educated practitioner is going to know which one to do at the right time. That is the benefit of becoming experienced on this path. The benefit isn't that you're able to do a 40-day fast or that you can do whatever that impresses people. It's that you know you've already experienced uh, so many different variations that you know what they do. And so you can pull those tools out when you need them. And that's the, instead of talking about, because when I say other people use, the way I'm talking about the transition is the way that other people talk about herbs and other protocols and other, and supplements and things is I'll, I'll watch videos and I'll hear them talk about that where you, they're like, okay, we'll take a little echinacea. And uh, if you're having this symptom, then, then get a little bit of this, this bladder rack and do this, you know, and they're going through stuff and all this kind of meticulous. I'll never hear them do that with diet and transition i'm saying we there's so much that can be done with diet and transitional methodologies way before we have any conversations about herbs even before we start having conversations about fasting there's so much so much that we can do apple fresh apple juice fresh apple juice with ginger the, the lemonade that Eric talks about. There's so many. And each one of these things is, is a different experience and has the potential to do something totally different than the other. And, uh, and so, yeah. So that's, 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 my, <laughs> uh, that's my thing with, with that. Uh, so, so the moral of the story for JB is get into transition. Just get get on into the transition and you will be cool. Let's see. Jessica says a family member of mine works for Fred Meyer, a.k.a. Kroger in Washington. And I told her about this discussion. She agrees that the organic section section should stay, but it's a corporate decision, unfortunately. Yes, that that's what that's what I assumed. I mean, I I there was the first place that I ever saw that it was maybe a year or two ago I'd went to. In old Kroger's, I was in Cincinnati and I went to a Kroger's that I used to go to and I I couldn't find, I went to where the natural food section used to be and it wasn't there. It was like, a, it, they had turned that into a wine, you know, alcohol sales. And I went and asked somebody, I said, hey, where's the natural food section at here? And they told me that they had got rid of it. And I was like, what? You know, it just blew me away. And then before I knew it, I kind of saw it coming and all the different Krogers where I, where I live, they all started to change and they started getting rid of their, uh, their natural food sections. And, uh, 
And I think I and I already could tell the type of mentality that they had with that was basically they they probably did you know cost benefit analysis of it and say okay the number of people that only go to the net, to the produce section and the natural food section is relatively low and so if we can force them because even if they made a, if they complained about it and and they called in and they said hey don't do that it, it the, because it's not a huge huge portion of the buying public it, it's not going to hurt their bottom line. Even if all those people stop going to Kroger, it's, it, you know, they, it's like, well, it's not going to hurt their bottom line. And they're figuring, well, a lot of those people are going to keep coming to Kroger. And we're going to, and by doing this, we're just going to force them to go out there. And then they're, and they'll be walking around in the regular part of the store. And they will uh, hopefully buy other stuff. They'll be uh, inspired to buy this other, other mess that's out there. But it's uh it's it's unfortunate it's uh it's an unfortunate situation but uh but yeah but that that's interesting yep that the, the confirmation is yes yeah, it's a corporate corporate decision uh, the way that they think uh doug says this conversation is so important i hope you use it in a separate email publication yeah uh, yes yes indeed so all right one thing I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do this and i don't know if anybody's gonna call or not but i i got i got the phone line here so if you want to if you want to call in and talk with me for a few minutes i'm i'm, I'm opening it up i'm gonna open it up 513-285-8631 that's uh uh it's uh country code one <laughs> area code 513-285-8631 and uh so yeah so if you if you want to call in i'm I'll, i will take your call and we can we can have a chat uh but yeah it's it's uh it's always challenges that come up on this path and one of the things you have to be is flexible you don't want to get too uh into one thing and let's see we got our our first call greetings yeah yeah hey yeah what's going on john hey turn uh turn down your uh your your computer back there okay there you go yeah yes what's good man how you doing Oh, I can't wait for the area day coming up. Definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. I'm excited about coming and doing it. Oh, I got a question. Yes. Uh, you said a guy called and said he'll double anybody's donation, right? Yes. Now, was there like, depending, I mean, what, I mean, did he say up to a certain point or? He, I mean, he, he, he didn't, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he, he didn't. So, I, you know, I, it was like with things within reason, but no, he, he didn't say there was a limit and he wants, and, and he really wants folks to donate. He wants as much money as we can get to be donated. So, uh, so I, I don't know, he, he might do it. Okay. And that's up until the end of this broadcast or up until when? So there, there's not a deadline on it. The sooner the better, just because we, we are trying to get this money raised. 
as soon as possible so that we can go ahead and confirm things with the speak out of town speakers and there's some other things that we need kind of need the, the money right now to do but uh but yeah yeah there's, there's not a particular deadline but uh at least at this moment i might make one at some point okay and other thing i just want to give you a, a update on is my wife has cut over half her med matter of fact it's actually two-thirds she's cut it out in the past year okay so she's she's doing really really good and 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 man it's like i think it's like just amazing yeah you know from what she was doing to now uh, you know because she's you know she's diabetic yeah and yeah. um but it's that's the other thing i just wanted to you know and uh, she's continued transitioning. I'm thinking next year this time, it's going to be crazy, you know, where she's going to be at. Uh, I just, I, I saw someone mention that in the talk. And yeah, I yeah. Think about it. Yeah. yeah. And that and that made me think, too, of, yeah, one thing that I always recommend for something that's going through that is to the transitional things that you choose to use, is you would want to avoid the starchy things. Now, of course, for us, that is, that just makes sense. But then when I go online and I look at some of the diets that they recommend diabetic people eat, they'll have breads and starches and things on there. I'm like, what, why would you recommend that to somebody that's having trouble with that type of elimination? Well, they, they wouldn't have the understanding that you have. Right. You know, or right. That the diet people have. And that's, man, you know, it's such a crazy thing. I'm such a different person the way I think now. I'm, I just want to, I'm so thankful that you know, I I got this information, and uh, and I'm using it. You know, I, I you know, and I, I love the point that y'all talk about. Uh, it's not a, a a goal to do the 40 day fast or 20 day fast or something. I you know, I just did a. I was supposed to do a three or four day fast, and it ended up being a 10 day fast. Mm. But in that 10 day, it was probably one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, it kind of validated some of the things that I've heard you know, about, you know, and, and, and cleared me up about, you know, you're not going to die if you don't eat. I wasn't even hungry. It was just, it was just like, wow. So I'm looking forward to continue doing not long fast, but just continue with, you know, fasting off and on and stuff. And man, I'm just, I'm just having a great transition, man. Yeah. And it you, can be a lonely place though. That's for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I ain't got a problem. I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's, you know, Definitely what kind of separates the folks that are real successful from others is that the social thing has to be conquered and you can't compromise with your transition and what you're trying to do because you want to try to make other people more comfortable. Well, you got to change the house. You know, I talked to Brother brother Air about some of the things he did and I see that I'm going to have to incorporate some of that at my house. I have a, I'm just fortunate enough to have an area in my house where I can control what comes in. But when I go up, go upstairs in a certain part of the house, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I got to change some of this. And mm. I can't do it overnight. But, you know, I, 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 I kind of it's, it's like a simulation. Like when people come in your house, and they smoking a cigar. Mm. You don't want them doing that. Maybe. Right. They smoke at their house. Right. It ain't no difference. Them bring bringing in, you know, a couple of steaks and some ribs to cook in my kitchen. Exactly. Now, hell no. That's worse than, or somebody, you know, lighting up some kind of pipe to smoke some whatever in it. It ain't no difference. But they won't see it like that. Right. You know, but, so now I got to go like, okay, 
I have to warn people ahead of time there's going to be some changes, and this is how it's going to go. And it's just going to, because I see that. Because the only thing that's going to be hurt is me if I don't do it. Right, right. You know. Yeah. And so, anyway. Yeah. And again, I don't want to keep you. Just want to reach, reach out. I'm just happy about seeing what's going on. Most definitely. And uh, tell us what. How much? How, how much weight did you lose thus far on your transition? Seventy five. Yeah. I had lost ninety. Yeah. I had lost ninety. I went down from two fifty, three fifty one, to two sixty five, and I'm at two seventy eight right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm. And I'm, I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I know, I know why I'm where I'm at. I know if I'm doing, you know, as far as what what makes me pick up weight, and that's because of the things I'm eating. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I'm some of the things I'm not doing that I can do more more. Uh, I'm working on that too. You know, definitely. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm real happy with where I'm at. Can I be better? Of course. You when you say mucus lean, watch out. You open the door. <laughs> yeah. You can open the. You can open up a flood door. You can sleep. Yeah. 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 You definitely. And yeah. And I'm not. And I. And I'm not. I'm not taking advantage of it. It's just right now. I, I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm real good. You know, I see. I, I got. I got. I'm planning out better. I'm. Get, I'm working out more. Just doing what I need to do. I'm real happy with what's what's happening. You know, I. I don't think about my weight really. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. but it, it is. I do know which which direction it's going. It's not going to be going up, right? You know? And and I know you know I know which direction it's going because I'm I'm going in, in a certain direction, right? And that's not going to change, right? Regardless, it's not it's not going to change. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's it's I'm doing doing really good. You know, this is the best this is the best year of my life. Mm, wow, yeah. I mean, that's flat out. You can. I mean, and 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 I'm just gonna continue doing this, man. You know. All so, right, man. Beautiful. Um, I, I would definitely be talking to you again. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we. Uh, uh, I got, you know. Yeah, well, I like mean, I, said, I got a donation that I want to give. I just okay. Wanna, I, I was gonna wait till July first. Yeah. But if you if you really need it before then. Or something like that. I, I, you know, I can, I can arrange it. I just, okay. July, July first was the date I was gonna, you know. Okay. I was gonna play something, and I thought I'd, I'd rather go ahead and I'm gonna do that. And um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to help y'all do whatever y'all need to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> hey, we, we just appreciate it so much. You know, folks are coming together. We had our first uh, uh, planning meeting, uh, group planning meeting, yeah, uh, yesterday or on Tuesday. Yeah, been, and. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've, I've been I've been performing, man. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been performing. And how'd that go? That went good. It went really good. Yeah, for the first our first meeting, just everybody coming together and we just starting the the planning process, getting things rolling, and uh, we're gonna meet the same time next week and uh, and just just put all these things together because this one thing you know I run into the issue over the years of. Of, of of doing things all by myself and doing and, and nah, you know and so right. now it's like man to take this to the next level we need help we need all hands on right. deck come on let's right. let's do it you know and so that's why we're right. gonna you know really try to open things up and have everybody bring what they bring to the table their talents and resources and everything we pull it together right and you know we can take 
all of this to the next level. Right. Okay. Well, well, again, remember I told you when I talked to you about the PA thing, it yeah. was either or. I, I told you I would pay for a PA or I bring mine and we make it happen. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's still going to happen. Uh, just to let you know straight up front, I'm trying to donate in between five to $1,000. Okay. I mean, 500 to $1,000. Beautiful. That's 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 that's, that's gonna happen. Five hundred is gonna happen. Yeah, I'm trying to get a thousand up. Okay. To, to oh, yeah. Um, and I think more than likely that is gonna happen. But um, and at the same time, I was thinking about doing something with your the PA. If mm. you got a guy down there that would do it all day, and he got a price, and you know this guy and he's good, mm. I'd like to know that price. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm yeah. Yeah. But that's that's what's up, man. And we and we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. We're gonna get and and okay. if you yeah if you can make it to next week's meeting, that would be cool. If not, you know, then we'll yeah we'll chat and uh, get get all that straight. Okay. All right now. All right. Thanks for calling, man. All right. All Peace. right now. You take care. All right. You all right, do. Peace. Peace. Uh-huh. All right. So that was Mister. John the Vibe Man Davis, and he's uh, he's gonna be in the house at Arid Day, and as you heard us talking a little, a little little business, a little shop there. He's uh, gonna give a very generous donation here at, at some point, and uh, and for those of you, any of you also want to uh, uh, help donate, make the Arid Day possible, uh, you can you know, do that. There's various price points. There is a uh, sponsorship level, and there's the consultation level and book level, all those. And you can find all that uh, down below. If you hit the link down there, you will see all of that information. So uh, if anybody else wants to call in, do so now or forever hold your peace. Let's go back to the, uh, to the live chat real quickly and see what was happening over here g says and avoid fats it's fats that cause the insulin receptors to stop functioning properly oh yeah yeah talking still talking about the uh the diabetes issue sugar metabolism issue uh Kanisha says professor spira what would you recommend for someone living outside the states with not much access to uh, the fruits and supplemental tools that you've suggested how flexible are we allowed to be so i always say that the mucus diet healing system enables you to practice this wherever you're at and whatever circumstances you're under you can practice and apply the principles of the system most everybody everywhere at least has canned some kind of canned fruits and vegetables and hopefully you can find some that doesn't have all kinds of uh, sugar added to them and that kind of stuff but if you're in a place that just has no fresh nothing no fresh fruits and vegetables you can at least get the transition going even with canned fruits and vegetables or jarred uh, and of course it's not the best situation but you can make it happen uh, if you there's some bread recipes that's even in the mucus's diet book and that's more old school and if you look at those ingredients, you might be able to create some of those things. Some of those, because one nice thing about, have, about the mucus's diet healing system and another reason why it's going to be a universal tool is because it, it was written in 19, you know, 1920s, way before. It, it was kind of right at that cusp when they were just starting to create some of the fake meat substitutes. They had this uh, uh, stuff 
it was called protose and a couple things that was like wheat gluten th- stuff and the 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 satan uh, and all that kind of stuff, but that was just starting. So there's a little bit of that, but there's a lot of just practical tools and things that you where you don't have to get real fancy with getting a lot of the processed vegan stuff that we might have available here. So as far as that goes, read you know really study the book, check out the Mucus Diet Healing System book, and look at it, and then look to see what kinds of things can you use for transitional purposes that that is available at your store, wherever you are. If there's, you know, it's, it's hard to think that some places don't have any fresh fruit and, ve- and vegetables because a lot, but depending on where you're at, I know that can be hard to come by or it's real limited. You might only have, you know, one type of lettuce might be there and it might not be in great condition or, you know, have, have only a few non-organic pieces of fruit or something, but whatever you have access to use it, but start lining up the methodology the way that's that's laid out in the Mucus's Diet book. You start getting that methodology together and you will be on the transition. It won't be the optimal perfect situation, but nobody nobody's in that, you know, because everybody has to deal with the, the situation that they find themselves in. So uh, but you, you can do it. You can definitely do it. And, you know, don't let people judge you if you're, you get on these forums and it's the hardcore you know, raw food people or something like that that's really like, oh, you know, you can't do it unless you're, you know, you're doing it real strict. I'm saying, nah, you, you deal with whatever you can. If you need some canned vegetables, fruit, whatever it is that you can find, you deal with that. Uh, if there's some kind of bread, if you try to find the most wheat type of bread you know hopefully there's more than just the white bread available uh you would want because and you and you toast it so even if you just have an open fire you can kind of prepare the stuff that you need for mucus's diet uh you know toast up some wheat bread so you can get some get some access to some wheat bread you toast that up i mean because i i had meals i mean early in my early days there was some times where I I still had a raw salad, but I would I had a can of uh one of the things in the mucus's diet is string beans, and I got a can of string beans and had heated that up, and I and so I had the salad, but then I was putting the string beans, tomato sauce, and eating that, and I think I put that on top of uh, uh the toast, you know the wheat toast. And I mean, I, I wouldn't call that a staple. That's why I'm, I wouldn't even think about it. But I'm just think, I'm thinking about it now or why I haven't talked about it a lot before. But something like that, which is sort of based around a canned good, is, uh, is definitely permissible if you're in that situation where you can't get fresh stuff. Uh, and, you know, so you just you do the best you can wherever you're at. You do the best that you can. And uh, let's see, Peter says, what is your take on hydrotherapy, colonic uh, therapy, enema, and the intestinal broom? Thank you. So as far as hydrotherapy, internal, uh, the uh, internal baths, as Eric calls it, if you go in the mucus's diet, look at the section that's called internal baths is where he talks most extensively about enemas. Uh, and his enema methodologies, but I am a proponent of enemas 
and we like to promote and practice lemon juice and distilled water enemas. Uh, the enema versus hydro, uh, you know, colonic type of debate. Uh, I I'm an advocate of consistent enemas for periods of time. Uh, you know, like Brother Air does them every day and has done and just made it a part of his lifestyle every day for years. Uh, some people just do them early on in their transition and then kind of transition away from them. But whatever you need for your physiology, you know, you adhere to that. But I'm an advocate. The reason I'm an advocate for the enema is because there's a consistency there and you consistently kind of irrigate the colon. So even though there's folks that say, well, the colonic, now I'm not against colonics, is just one, they're, they're pretty expensive for most people where, where they're at. And unless you get, you know, Kalima board or you have some kind of situation where you've got some kind of thing at your house that that's more of a colonic setup, uh, you know, it's not something that you're going to be able to do every day. And so, uh, but I find the enema, because all you really need, just, just irrigate that colon, just keep, just kind of just cleanse it out. Just like you brush your teeth. Uh, you just kind of irrigate the colon and if there's any re sticky residue in the colon, you know, lower intestine, you get that out of there. Then when you fast, it gets very powerful. So when you're fasting and you, as Eric recommends, and I definitely agree with Eric that when you fast, you want to be doing enema every day because the food that would normally be pushing this stuff out of your system, you're not bringing that in. And so this toxic waste is starting to be squeezed out and end up on the lining of your colon intestines. Uh, you need something to kind of pull it out of there and that you, you bring that enema in. And that's when people start having those really intense eliminations. You get them black tar eliminations. Now, usually only you only really have that. You should only have that once. I had a really nasty black tar elimination. Probably I would it was maybe two or three months into practicing the mucus's diet, but I had been doing enemas consistently for about, I think about two weeks, like every day I was doing, doing a lemon juice enema. And I got to a point and I'd started a fast in the, in that hour. I was only drinking liquids, a liquid a juice fast. And all of a sudden, man, you know, I had a, a crazy black tar elimination. Mind you, I wasn't using any herbs. So I didn't get into my first 10 years of me practicing the mucus diet healing system. I didn't use or study herbs at all. I didn't get into any herbs. I did everything through fasting, juicing, and mucus diet transition. You know, there's so I just didn't deal with herbs at all. Uh, after about 10 years, I start I started getting into studying herbs kind of by way of kind of some of the Dr. Moore's methodology, that kind of thing. And uh, and have found found that they're they can be a good tool. So the Arit stomach and bat herbal stomach and bowel formula can be very is just another tool. It's beneficial. But I don't look at any of these as they replace the other. So to me, you know, the the herbal uh, GI broom doesn't replace enemas, and enema doesn't replace the herbal broom, and the herbal broom doesn't replace a colonic. You know, all of these are different tools that, again, the educated and experienced practitioner is going to know when 
to use those various tools. You know, Brother Air always said he wanted to do one of his really long fasts and then and go do do a colonic after that. You know, after when he's there's absolutely nothing left in his uh, in his GI tract, he go and, and does an enema then. Uh, so, but this, but the my message is to really study these tools and understand how how they work and how they affect you. But officially, I recommend that people do lemon juice and distilled water enemas. Try it out for a couple weeks because just doing one or two isn't going to give you the benefit of what we're talking about. But if you do it consistently, if you've never done it before and you do it consistently, try to do it every day for two weeks. At the end of that two weeks and you have been doing the transition diet, you're going to you're going to understand some things. You're going to see what we're talking about, first of all, and you're going to you know, you'll know way more than what you can just read in a book. I mean, just having that experience. Uh, At the same time, these days, I also have to give a general word of warning to don't take it. uh, Don't take it to the extreme. So don't be doing, I don't recommend doing a a bunch of different, uh, uh, you know, where you're doing multiple, you know, three, four, five enemas a day kind of, uh-uh, nah, just, just do, just do one. Uh, and if you, you know, there, I did go through a period where I might've did two where I do one early in the day and maybe one in the evening, but that didn't last forever. Uh, this is again, you know, you, you, you figure out how to deal with these various tools, but, but yeah. So I uh, hope that is helpful. And Heather asks, I'm curious what a hundred percent mucus's diet would look like raw vegan. So hundred percent mucusless diet which so times when i've been 100 percent mucusless it looks like eating two or three apples in the afternoon and two or three apples in the evening or a, a handful of grapes a half pound or a pound of grapes in the afternoon and maybe two apples in the evening or two or three pears in the afternoon and a raw romaine lettuce salad in the evening. You know, now I'm saying this to say, and I'm saying this, putting this out there that that's what a hundred percent mucus's diet could look like, but it, 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 there's, there's various ways it could look. So that would be raw mucusless diet which i don't recommend for extended periods of time unless you're very advanced uh and you've really practiced the transition diet but what's happening is there's people that are trying to skip over a transition and just do that now why not as part of a transitional cycle you cycle through those different periods so maybe once or twice one day a week you eat like that. You know, one day a week, you you have apples in the afternoon, one one type of fruit in the afternoon, and maybe one type of fruit in the evening, or maybe or a, or a raw salad with no no dressing or nothing, just kind of, or you just eating you know uh, some uh, cucumber and celery or something. You know, just I mean that this is a very that's a very advanced, high level, hardcore, and I warn that it's hard that that's that's hardcore i've done that a number of times 
but I never tried to push myself to say, okay, I'm going to eat like this. This is how I'm going to eat for the rest of my life. You cycle through it. So you cycle through some days like that. But then you could also technically, like a, a non-raw version of a mucus's diet could be baked, baked apple in the afternoon or perhaps baked banana with chopped dates in the afternoon and a salad in the evening and maybe a salad with a baked zucchini on the side that's that's also 100 percent mucusless uh type of protocol uh or maybe you could have uh, some other kind of baked fruit you b- bake some peaches in the afternoon and then in the evening you have baked banana or maybe in the evening again you have some other type of baked vegetable with a raw salad so these are different ways that things could look but again the this is th- that that's going to be the higher level kind of stuff that's that's where you where i don't recommend you necessarily start the key to understanding what we're talking about is the ability to cycle through cycle. Th- and when I say cycle through, I mean, spend a period of time eating like that, a period of time where your day might be do an enema in the morning in the afternoon, you have a fruit meal. Then in the evening you have a salad. Uh, but then you get into a period where you start to add in, some of the cooked vegetables then you get into a period where you might be adding in some of the cooked mucus lean type of options and you you as you cycle through these different plateau points as i've called them before you cycle through them your body is cycling through the waste and it's it's eliminating this stuff in a much more comfortable way that doesn't end up in catastrophe I'm seeing a lot of people that end up in catastrophe because they're trying to be way too aggressive. But if they would let themselves really go down this transitional path, uh, they would have a much uh, a much better time going going down this road. But but Heather, as far as what it could look like, uh, you know, my when I'm mucus free and in a total mucus free mode. That it's that's what it's looking like. It's, it's looking like one type of fruit in the afternoon, and maybe some water or something in between, or maybe I make a green juice or some juice or something at some point. And then the evening is is either going to be some more fruit or a raw salad or something like that. Uh, when you get more transitional, you can start getting into making some of the dressings, and so you make a dressing with a little bit of olive oil and some lemon juice or you know then you can start getting into where you're blending different things together the cucumber dressings and you know there's stuff you can get into after that and that's where you're getting where it's not as uh not as strict yet you're still in that realm you know you're still in that realm of of course transition diet but really being almost totally mucus free uh but hopefully that's uh, helpful. As he Desi says, looks different depending on the people, season, and climate. Yeah, transition is always going to be based on season, what you're going through, what's happening, uh, and it's always going to uh, depend on all those various factors. 
And uh, Kanisha says, I appreciate your response. Thank you. I was speaking in terms of not uh, having a, a specific fruit or herb needed for a suggested recipe and such. Sometimes I'm very by the book person. Oh, okay. So I see what you're saying. So that's because and, and, and I'm thinking of like folks because I've worked with some people that live in places where, you know, the, it's, it's kind of like po- it, it is a, a, an environment of poverty and they don't really have access to almost anything. Uh, that you would want or need to transition. And so they have to get into the canned goods, that kind of stuff. But in your case, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one for you, you know, use your own knowledge to either supplement, you know, find something else that would fit if you're trying to do a recipe uh, by the, by the book, give yourself some latitude, you know, don't be real strict on that now i I talk about this in the e-course i got the mucus's diet healing system e-course there should be a link down below for that if you're interested but when we get to the transition diet sections i actually have food preparation videos that i've never really released i haven't even put that many clips of it even out here Uh, so a lot of people don't know that i made that but it's in the e-course and so i do food preparation one of the things i try to teach in that video is to be improvisational so to understand the principles but when you're in the kitchen you can it's fun to improvise it's fun to say okay let me let me try this let me throw this in uh and and that kind of gives it life and 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 some fun and so so i understand you if you kind of buy the book but then then in that case you want to kind of say okay let's try this let's supplement this for that if you don't have access to all of those things, but I would say start to uh, you know get into a place where you're having fun exploring and start with some of those m- menus and recipes, and then start to improvise based on them. That's really the key: is learning how to improvise and create new things based on the foundation, based on the fundamental menus, the fundamental principles of the Mucus's diet. And uh, Peter says, thank you. Doug says, okay, okay, if I give out a web web page about wheat. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can put something up if you want to say something about wheat. Uh, let's see, Heather says, understood. Been practicing just a few months, so I'm not in a hurry. And indeed, and congratulations. Keep on, keep on doing your thing. This is, uh, this is about, about the life, the lifestyle, taking this thing uh, to a whole different level. Let's see. Uh, let's see, Desi says, Spear, I haven't been, uh, oh, haven't had the black tar yet. <laughs> Ever uh, been on the diet seven plus years with short fast and enemas every so often. I have released a lot of uh, pale rubbery strands, a.k.a. Yeah, the jellyfish stuff. Yeah, that's that stuff is crazy, too. When you start seeing that jellyfish kind of that white gooey looks like some old cheese from a, on a pizza stuff mozzarella cheese kind of yeah that stuff is some scary nasty stuff but but yeah yeah that's that's interesting <clears throat> what type of foods are commonly mistaken as mucus free but are not so probably the most the 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 food that people get real mad at me about for saying that it's mucus forming would probably be avocados so but i try to explain i'm I'm not telling you to not use ever use avocados 
just put them into perspective, just like you would oil, nuts and raisins, whatever, anything that's fatty, you would put those into proper perspective. So, all right, we got a got another call here. Greetings. What's going on? Hello, uh, Prof Spira. This is Jack Lutz here. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I'm doing. Like, I'm doing well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to listen to this podcast here, but I'm not sure if it's even live yet or what. So, but anyways, uh, I had a for a while there. Um, uh, we kind of ended up where I. Uh, had a uh, ten-day fast, and I had to cut it just about a half day short, and then mm. I dropped to uh, 124 pounds and wasn't really recovering mm. for the next six months. Mm. <laughs> and and then I uh, actually um, uh, went with Morse for a while, mm-hmm. and I'm still with with their program. Yeah, um, but I feel that uh, you know I I think I'm well enough. Uh, you know, a lot of my systems have been kind of built up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I, I'd like to kind of get back a little more into the raw mucusless diet healing system and, you know, all that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which on speakerphone for my wife and here, you too. Oh, okay. Um, I the questions I had. I did uh, buy that e-course and I started a little bit. Uh-huh. But uh, my schedule is, is so tight right now. I'm a mm. little slow getting through it. Yeah. And I think originally it said like eight weeks. Um, does it have to? I have to finish it in eight weeks? Oh no, no. That? You you have lifetime access to it with the with the right now the packages that we're sell, that we're doing now. Uh, yeah, you'll. So if you can't get through it in the eight weeks, is basically it it all is available after that because every other day a new module opens up. And so, but if Mm -hmm. you're unable to stick to that plan, uh, then Mm -hmm. yeah, all all of that content's going to be waiting for you whenever you can get to it. Okay. And what about the, my wife's always asking about the recipes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, Are they available at any time or do I have to wait for a certain point? You do have to wait for a certain point. Those, become available i should probably memorize exactly when but i think around week four maybe four or five but it's once you get to the transition diet lessons so once you get into lesson 15 16 17 they're kind of interspersed in with the transition diet lessons okay yeah did you have another question was that it okay yeah so anyways uh yeah I like your e-course. Um, I think it's very good, and I understand you're you're probably not going to do one-on-ones uh, yet, or maybe ever. <laughs> well, but, uh, event- um, eventually I will. It, they, yeah, this they, they're going to come around. They'll come around again eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, well. So, um, is there another way to uh? get a hold of you um like email or or how which which email would i use if i had any questions and are you able to answer questions so well since since you're in the e-course i do because I, I, I don't i get a lot of 
questions that I have to kind of not answer that are like general mucus diet questions. But me and you have worked in the past and you are in the e-course. So, so, so just send me a message. You can email me or if you go to mucusfreelife.com forward slash contact, that's one way. Uh, that you can you can send me some messages and I'll I'll do what I can when I when I get those messages. Okay. Okay, and that's just on the website the the uh, contact. Yeah. Page. Yeah. The contact exactly. Right. Yeah. So all right, it was good good talking with you again. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for picking up. All right. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Okay. All Thank right. you. Mm -hmm. Bye. All right. So, I think probably uh, let's let's take another look here at the. Uh, okay, what's going on here? All right. So let's see. Oh, brother, airs on here. You see what makes people think mucus's diet healing system is about being raw. Uh, see what's the Francisco asks, what's the root cause of gas? Well, the root cause of gas is, you know, ha having uh, improper mixtures in the digestive system. Uh, the, you know, the same thing that's the root cause of disease, the same thing that's the root cause of constipation in the body. It is uh, an unnatural diet. But one thing that you will experience going down the transition is you will potentially experience some pretty bad gas uh, as you're eliminating things. And so I, I could tell I, when I was really losing weight, I would get a lot of gas. I would start kind of getting, I would feel, you know, kind of feel this gas bubbling up in periods when I was losing weight. And what was happening was, the 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 gas is a chemical reaction as a result of uh, of things being broken down and there's some stuff is going to come out in your feces other stuff will come out in your urine or be excreted through your sweat but some of the toxic waste in order to get it out of your body it turns into gas and you either have to you bring it up from your mouth or you you know, go down through the other direction, but it's just one of the elimination models that we have. One of the ways that our body gets rid of that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, but definitely, definitely something that is, uh, uh, is, can, can be uncomfortable. I noticed that folks that have lean body types sometimes, if they're too aggressive, the gas can be really, un really uncomfortable. And so some, so in those cases, enemas can be your best friend to just, just, just get that. You just kind of break that wall down and get, you know, get that stuff moving out of there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just uh, one of the many ways that we eliminate. So I'll answer a couple more questions maybe here, and then I'm uh, probably going to go on ahead and, cut this episode on on down so let's see here desi says there so okay so there there's a little discussion about raw foodism and mucus diet in the comment section here and uh brother there says uh 
what makes people think mucus's diet is about being raw and, and and we've been talking about this for years and i've wrote a lot of articles on it but there's a lot of people that don't read the mucus's diet book they just hear about Eric discussed from their the f- people that they follow that are kind of raw food promoters and practitioners and educators and they talk about Eret's work, but they they generally don't do it in any detail. They sort of bring Eret up oftentimes only in reference to his fasting discussions or in reference to the his mucus-free principle. But the sophistication of the transition diet is generally almost always not discussed or ignored or... Uh, it's and, and it's sad because there are uh, as, I, as I know there's a lot of folks that do kind of give Eric lip service and their their followers will check him out which is great in the sense of people are going to get exposed to Eric's work but then when they read it or when they hear us start talking about it they get really confused because it's like well wait a minute I thought that Eric was talking about the humans should eat nothing but fruit and I thought that yeah, you know the raw diet and so there's a lot of confusion and it's still there it's i've worked for years to try to see if we could get rid of some of that but it's 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 challenging it is definitely challenging to do that but but you know it's it's all about the transition to me to me is the is about learning the transition and understanding how it connects to all other parts of your life because it's all throughout nature whether you talk about the seasons you talk about children babies becoming children becoming adults that's a transition so you got the mentalist people that say that oh it's just all mental if you had a stronger mind then you you don't need to transition you could just do it overnight tell a two-year-old that tell a nine-month baby that it you're just weak-minded just 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 you know just believe and imagine and you can you can grow up so much faster you can go from being a baby into being a 30 year old adult in the matter of days or in the matter of hours it just depends on how strong your mind is that's absurd it's an absurd way of thinking and when people are again getting away from this transition diet thought process when you but when you get let let go and get yourself into it that kind of logic opens up and you start to realize transition is everywhere all over the place you can you see transition on the trees on the grass on the in humans creating things build you know, do do you build a a house you know you know do you, do you is there a process to building a house is there a transitional process to building a skyscraper or or you just sort of poof you know just wave your hands and, and the whole thing is there all of a sudden there's a process a transitional process putting down the the roads that they you know they you know ruin the ground put with all this concrete there's still a transitional process to putting the stuff down and so it's a way of thinking that when you adopt it and you start to apply it to your body, it will change your life. 
I mean, the tra- understanding the trans because it's more than just a diet. It's more than just a transition diet. Transition is a way to see the world. And when you start to accept that and see the world through that transitional lens, it can then transform the way that you practice the mucus's diet, the way that you live, the way that you do. If you're an artist, the way that you practice your art, the way that you create. As humans, we're creators. We feel good creating things. You know that that is a principle, and so. So, yeah, so that's it, it's I don't it's hard for me to understand the resistance to transition because it excited me. That's what got me into the mucus diet healing system was the logic of transition, the logic of those principles. I'm like, that makes so much sense. And it's so different from all this other stuff that I had looked into that had no transitional methodology at all. It was just all about this is what you're supposed to do. Or a food list. Like I always say, mucus's diet is not a food list diet. It's not a, okay, let me get a list of foods and then this is what I do. No, it's about a process. It's about a transitional process. Let's see. Uh, Francisco says, I've done enemas for days straight and I've noticed that my bowels get used to moving only with them and stop having natural flow. Although sometimes I do a day without natural bowel movement. So, I I recommend in last week with brother air, he mentioned, you know, he has three natural bowel movements before he does his enema in the morning. So if he has a fruit, his fruit breakfast, when he's in his eating mode, have a fruit breakfast before he does an enema in the afternoon, he has three natural bowel movements. Now I've always had a natural bowel movement before I do my enema. I just got into that mode. I, if I'm making my enema stuff, I will feel, uh, it's kind of like a Pavlovian effect, I will feel uh, a bowel movement on board. And I go do a bowel movement, and then I do my enema. So if you're having trouble, uh, your body is starting to get away from doing natural bowel movements, then I say, then hold off, wait for a minute with the enema, wait until you have a natural bowel movement, then do the enema. And if if you're getting into where you're going days and that kind of stuff, then we got to look at what you're eating and make sure you're eating enough. Sometimes I've worked with people and they weren't eating enough food because they were, you know, eating just a couple little things. And with for this methodology to work, depending on where you are physiologically, you got to eat enough. You have to eat a lot of, you know, a lot of food. Uh, and it, and the, the fruits and vegetables and that stuff starts to move through your system. But, but yeah, but I recommend, you know, have a, getting used to having a natural bowel movement before, you uh, before you do your anima let's see uh desi says lol i asked this 100 raw woman if she ever heard of Eric, and she said oh yeah he's way too extreme <laughs> yep that's what i'm saying man you know there's so much misunderstanding about Eric's work it just blows my mind but i understand why historically because certain people took Eric, used his name and not his work that's the that was the problem they there was people that were promoting a certain type of lifestyle that was like raw food lifestyle or fruit only lifestyle that would take Eric's name and give him name recognition but they didn't give his work recognition 
they might give things he did re- personally recognition that were sort of the the front page popular stuff of him doing the 49 day fast and all that kind of stuff so they'll talk about that but they won't talk about the transition diet they won't talk about his quote rational fasting protocols because they want to make up their own and, and say well this is what we this is what we do this is our fasting protocol as opposed to well let's take a look at what Eric actually had to say but that's what we do that's what we try to do is uh, bring that uh, bring that in- information to the table so uh so i think we're gonna start to to wrap it up you know this this has been a good good episode i think a good session and i definitely appreciate all of you tuning in and uh, for those of you that called in i thank you for calling in Uh, for those of you that have donated to the Eret day fundraiser i certainly thank you and again i will say that Every uh, everything that you donate to uh, from here on out uh, until I announce some date. But for right now, uh, if you make a donation, there is someone that will double whatever you donate. So if you donate fifty dollars, then that person will give a hundred dollars. If you donate what you know, whatever you donate will double your donation. So this is a great time to donate. Uh, and, and this is wonderful. We just had this conversation uh, yesterday. And so this is a great, great thing. And uh, yeah, yeah this is a, a lot, a lot going on. Uh, I think I have a link down below. If you're interested in volunteering for the Arid Day, we don't have a lot of slots available for that because volunteers do get uh, uh, get a free ticket. There's a very limited number of that. So that's why I haven't talked a whole lot about that. But if you know that you want to volunteer and that you could bring something to the table because we need people you know that kind of can help carry things around or show up early and that kind of thing help tear down uh we still need a handful of those folks so if you're interested in that find the link down below and send information in and like i said we got to you know you might may or may not be picked but i'll let you know uh because we don't have a whole lot of slots available for that but we could use your help and we are in the process of uh, it's one of those situations where you know bring bring what you have to the table another thing if if you know your way around uh, video graphics or images photoshop and that kind of thing and you're available and have some time to work with us we could use your help or they know how to edit video and that kind of thing Uh, and if you are available to help us out we a celebration and it's given us a chance to come together and people can share their gifts you know what they bring to the table and we're oh we want that we want people to bring what they have to the table and uh, make this event as great as it can be so with that being said i want to do a uh, a quick a quick word from our sponsors, then we'll come back and we will wrap things up. Now, I don't mean to gross you out, but what if I told you that you are eating foods that create nasty slime in the body? Certain foods that you eat on a daily basis can actually cause the slime to accumulate and make it harder for your cells to breathe. These foods are making you age faster and are tearing your body apart from the inside out. These wrong foods are leaving behind residues of nasty waste that are slowly but surely shortening your lifespan, lowering your quality of life, 
and destroying your vitality. The good news is, this waste can be eliminated naturally. Discover the simplest and most powerful natural lifestyle secret that has improved the lives of thousands. Introducing Professor Arnold Eret's Mucusless Diet Healing System, annotated, revised, and edited by Professor Spira. You will learn how to naturally get rid of that annoying stuffy nose, soothe your terrible cough, melt away unwanted body fat, prevent dangerous health issues, and heal yourself of painful illnesses. If you care about your health, this is the most important book you will ever read. Visit www.mucusfreelife.com forward slash revise dash mucusless dash diet to get your copy right now while supplies last. All right. So a great word from our, our sponsors at Mucus Free Life. That's a that's a great, great organization. <laughs> so uh so one time real quick. So this is the fundraiser again. We got the GoFundMe going. And if you're gonna give a large amount, uh let me know. Send me an email or uh, you know we got a support at mucusfreelife.com. Uh, and, and, and we'll, we might, we can, we can do it in a different way that I've been having some problems with the GoFundMe kind of method. So we could actually do it through PayPal. So, but either way, either go on, go on here, make a donation. Like I said, we got the, the uh, anonymous benefactor that's going to double whatever you give. And then, yeah, yeah, that's, that's where it's going to be. We're going to make, make this happen. Eric Day celebration. So there was a question about when the tickets go on sale. The tickets, uh, I plan on making the early bird tickets on sale next week. So sometime next week, uh, perhaps next week, whenever I do the the podcast. But I will, if you are signed up for the sign up, uh, uh, or, or, or sign up for the sign up, if you sign up for our list or down below, you can see the early bird sign up, make sure you're on that list as you will be the first people to get the, that information that we'll hear about and get access to getting the early bird tickets because uh, there will be a limited number of early bird priced tickets and then the tickets uh, get a little bit more expensive after that. So you'll want to get in on that if you definitely know you're coming. So, uh, but yeah, next week we're going to get it out there. I know we're, you know, we're getting close. We're almost within that, that month proximity, uh, but we wanted to make sure everything was the way it needed to be before we started to uh, sell the tickets. And so, but next week, that is the plan. We're also going to start to round out and get more detailed about the schedule and exactly what's going to happen uh, and all that good stuff. So, you know, working real hard behind the scenes to make that happen and, you know, looking looking forward to it. This is gonna be a great event. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in, and make sure check all the links down below for everything. Eric Day. Uh, we got the Eric Day. We got the book bundle on sale. Mucus's Diet Healing System e course. All that good stuff. Uh, check it all out. And yeah, it's been great. And I hope that you got some benefit out of this and had a little bit of fun had some good information and keep on transitioning and until next time peace love and breath
Thank you.